So hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another Edge Got In podcast. I'm Dr. Estella Chavu, and I'm happy to share another Edge Got In podcast with you. Our goal at Edge Got In is to help you champion your human potential in Christ. And we do this through our podcast, where we share messages that God has given to us to share with you. For more information on Edge Got In, be sure to go to our website at edgegotin.com or join our Facebook page. This podcast is an ongoing series on how we experience or can experience emotional intelligence in Christ. Before every podcast, our guests will be introduced to an EIC method, which is an emotional intelligence in Christ method, which is a God-given tool we use to apply it. The goal is for individuals to experience the method before the podcast and share their experiences with others. We believe that the more you emotionally intelligent in Christ you become, you begin to train yourself to pause and ask Christ for insight and guidance. And then you're able to better adjust your behavior to be Christ-like before you respond in situations. We are all caught off guard by emotional triggers daily. And our goal in the Edge Guardian community is to spread God's gospel and his word and to do something that's very simple love others as Christ did. This podcast will explore the pause, sharing stories of changing situations into flesh-like behaviors into Christ-like ones. So today, I am so happy to welcome Lauren Mitchell, our guest for this podcast. Hello, Lauren. Hi, yay. I'm so excited to be here. So let me tell you a little bit about Lauren. Um, Lauren is a Christian licensed marriage and family therapist and works with women, young adults, and families across the globe for, uh, and with mental health challenges and help them thrive better and have better versions of themselves. She specializes in working with expat families and issues such as overwhelming anxiety, trauma, perfection, and grief building confidence and self-identity, managing transitions, and boundary settings. Lauren is also and has also lived across the globe, serving in the ministry in various contexts for over 20 years. When not counseling, writing, or teaching, Lauren enjoys her time with her family as a new mom of two under two, traveling, reading, and performing on the stage and the screen. So thank you, Lauren. So wow. She's performing on the screen. Tell, I have so many questions for you, Lauren. I don't know where to begin. <laughs> so tell me about your your um, your life across the globe. I, I find it fascinating. We talked about a little bit before we started about expats and how many expats need, need therapists and help. Tell me a little bit about your practice. Absolutely. Um, it is so vital for them to get help. I think there's so many challenges that come up when you are living overseas in a different culture and making so many transitions. And yeah, so I do a lot of really good work with people on that, um, with some grief and, and just different aspects of trauma that come up with that for sure in that process. Um, and then of course, people are dealing with all the anxiety and stress that is, is ongoing for everyone these days as well. So all of that together leads to some really fun conversations and good work in that process. 
Right. Yeah. And you said you're a mother of two, new mom. Yes. I said new mom, but I meant um, new mom of my second son. So I have two under two. I have a 21 month old and a five month old. So we are right in the thick of it. It's been so fun. I know. And you said performing on the stage. Tell us a little bit about that on screen. Oh, yes. We, my husband and I have really enjoyed it. We uh, performing, we were living in Orange County and and Los Angeles right before this, as um, we moved to Louisiana recently with the birth of our son for a time period. And especially while we were there, we were able to do a lot of a lot of local theater and performances around and it's always been a love of mine um, and then he got to jump into it with me which was very fun and and then a few different commercial opportunities and fun things as well in the process right so that's great well, I'm, you know you were my old stomping ground uh, you know I lived in Orange oh. County for years in Dana Point really yeah oh, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so I know um, you, we asked uh, you to kind of try out emotional intelligence in Christ. And I want to just ask some questions around that. And, um, um, you know, emotional intelligence in Christ, just for the audience, listening audience, is um, about living and being more Christ-like in your behaviors. And it's behavior modification. And just like emotional intelligence, the standard emotional intelligence, it has four constructs and those are in four domains. They're like self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. The EIC method, we kind of have redefined those constructs to be more like personal identity, self-control, altruism, and Christ connections. And the reason we redefine them is because we found that as um, people that were really practicing, the the co-authors and the co-people in the project with me, my colleagues, we when we designed it, we found that as wonderful as emotional intelligence is, um, it is hard to sustain that behavior unless you rely on Christ. So what are your thoughts on just the whole you know, we introduced you to emotional intelligence, Christ. What are your thoughts on it thus far? I think it's such an important construct to to have. It's such a vital concept. Um, I truly believe, as I've seen in my practice and in my own life, you can only go as far spiritually as you can emotionally is what I found. So I love what you guys are doing. I think it's so vital to get some of these emotional concepts I've realized in my practice that a high majority of people do not know how to practice this emotional intelligence or even just an understanding of their emotions. And maybe they weren't taught that as a child or weren't validated in such a way where those emotions were given names and processed. So that's the first first thing. And I love that this is included in the method because we need to understand these things to be able to move forward in life. Thank you. Thank you. We're happy and excited about that because we feel exactly the same way. So mm-hmm. before um, we had you also, um, Lauren, uh, kind of practice this in, in the, the app because, you know, there's a theoretical, theoretical part of uh, learning and then there's a practical portion. And the theoretical part is great, but unless you're able to practice it, um, you really don't 
um, aren't able to apply your knowledge. So one of the things we uh, God gave us, and, and listeners I'll tell you about, is, is the EIC method. And that's where you have an encounter. And that encounter, we believe, is a God-given encounter. Every encounter that happens in life, God knows it's going to happen. And then you have what happens in that encounter is a behavior situation, behavioral situation where you identify your behavior or you look, you have a behavior and you need to think a minute and pause and say, okay, I've just hit this encounter. Here's, here's the behavior I'm having. And here's the behavior that the other person is having. And at, at that point, when you pause and think about it, that's when you're going to think about, is it time for me to course correct? Or is it time for me to move on into a Christ-like behavior. So um, we asked that you try this and see what you thought. And I'd like you to kind of share with the listeners your experience in going through this methodology and seeing how it played out when you were trying. Um, certainly, yeah, it was, a, a thank you for giving me this opportunity to practice um, this <laughs> process. I think it was it was very sanctifying and, and good. So I'm excited to share. I was thinking about an opportunity that I'd had recently and I was able to apply the method. This was a moment in time where my husband had been on a work trip. And as I said, I have two very small kids. And so I was home with the kids and had been with them for a while and then um, was you know excited to for him to get back and get a break and all of that. And then he got back and there was like, he was sick for a little bit and had a lot of extra work going on. And then right after that, we left for another trip. And so it was just a very busy uh, season. This is just a little backstory to the moment. But while we were on this trip, I had a moment where we were, we were discussing and I just had a breaking point where I got very emotionally, physically exhausted and burned out. And so I just needed a few moments to decompress and have some peace. And so during this time, my husband and I had a moment of conflict where I definitely reacted. And so then my husband actually gave me some time the next day, which was so wonderful of him. He took our oldest and my other one was napping. And so I got to spend some time just in peace and, and quiet and it was much needed. So the moment that I wanted to talk about though was afterwards when we got back from the trip, we finally had a chance to talk about what happened. And he was able to communicate that he also was really stressed. He had a busy um, situation going on at work and a lot happening. So he really couldn't give me what I wanted as far as emotional support and empathy during that time. I mean, it's just a, it's a crazy season. We're both in the middle of very early a parenting of with two small kids and work and life. And he basically told me, I, I don't have anything extra to give you right now. And I didn't take that very well at first. I was hurt and frustrated that he couldn't show me and give me what I needed, that, that compassion. And so in that moment, in the encounter, that would be my encounter. I, I realized that in my heart, I wanted to believe a lot of lies about the situation. I wanted to believe, um, them about myself or my husband and our current situation where we just moved and I'm, I'm don't have as many connections out here, all of that. And so 
after that, I was able to take some time to step away and pause and be with the Lord. And I felt like the Holy Spirit really spoke to me and gave me a lot of really sweet uh, insights and words in that moment. Um, So as I took it to the Lord in prayer the next day, the Holy Spirit convicted me and spoke truth over the situation. And it just was really, really neat. It was beautiful to see how God gave me fresh vision for my role as a mom right now, current season in life, and ways to even love my husband and serve him when I really wanted to step into those lies and believe them. And that would have not been good. So I really do feel like the Lord allowed me a really sweet opportunity through this process to take a moment and and be with him. You know, it's interesting is, and and, you know, your story is not, one that doesn't happen. You know, we all uh, get overwhelmed. We all are, you know, things come at us. Uh, You know, just today I was in the office and um, we were talking about how everyone is just being pulled to the breaking point. And when that happens, you um, sometimes find yourself reacting before you just sit back and say, look, I And then not even, not only just sitting back, but actually asking the Lord to come into your life and and guide you in the the direction you should take. And I love the fact that you gave it some time. Sometimes we give time in a few seconds, but you gave it overnight. You said, let me think about, and let me spend some time in the word, you know, let me, and, and God just opened a whole new area for you of opportunity to see how you're behavior and your course correction looked and that and that's a wonderful thing it's um did you find though lauren that it was difficult um because i find that sometimes um it's really difficult to pause oh absolutely it is always so difficult to pause and i think it takes practice yeah. It really does because we're so used to just responding and reacting out of the flesh. And so I think if we can practice habitually pausing, it's going to give us a lot of extra help to be able to do that in the future. I mean, I tell my clients what I work with, if you can just do it one time, if you can get that habit of, of, of waiting to respond when you're angry, to counting to 10, then it's going to make such a difference in how you respond for future. I love that. And I think you're exactly right that it is all about a habit. It's all about um, ha- a habit, asking the Holy Spirit to come in and intervene, um, uh, you know, giving giving yourself the, the mind of Christ or asking for the mind of Christ in situations. And I think it just, if we do that, because one of the, one of the other reasons why my team, Rich and Lauren, her name's Lauren as well, so automatically love you because I love Lauren. Um, So one of the reasons we got together and developed this project is we were just, there was so much chaos in the world. There's so much separation and and destruction and and, and the the powers are just separating people. And how can we bring people together? You know, because one of the greatest teachings that you know, Lauren, and I know is that God gave us is to love. And 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 we mm-hmm. couldn't do that, you know, because so many people pe- people uh, don't have time to sit and reflect. And it's a sim- it's really simple, but it is difficult because of our flesh. 
So, um, yeah. What tip would you give others in, in managing this? I know you said you told, you tell your clients to wait 10 minutes or count to 10. Um, is there any other tips that you, you think you could use to help others manage through emotional intelligence in Christ? Um, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think one big thing would be to take a moment to tune into those emotions and ask yourself, what am I actually what am I actually feeling and put a name to it? Because a lot of times we're just reacting before we even take a, take a moment to pause and be able to do that. And notice what's happening in your body. A lot of, a lot of times we we're just busting through and we don't realize like where that emotion is taking place, even in our physical body. And the Lord created our, our body as well to be a, an indicator and to tell us when something is off and all of that. So being able to tune in and relax your body before you even step into that situation as well. I think those are two big things to get to get started. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely to pause and wait a few a few seconds to take a break if you need to, to cool off. All that good stuff is yeah. also equally important. I like that you say, uh, take time to understand what's happening in your body. Because, you know, a lot of people react um not only in the mental aspect but in the you know the physical aspect you could have an emotion that's bad you know Mm -hmm. and I think that just uh, and also understanding not even in your reaction but also the feeling you know I think stress and heart disease and and all of these things come from us not recognizing or knowing knowing the body that Christ gave us and and how that reaction or that stimulus is affecting us and to Mm -hmm. your point just you know uh, understanding what's happening in your body and telling people to be aware of that is huge um so I I I totally agree with you um and even even finding language for what you're uh experiencing right like being able to to maybe have a feelings wheel or something that you can go back to that explains what are some words that you could apply to this type of feeling. There's anger, there's frustration, there's so many others. So just maybe taking a moment to actually look at a feelings wheel or a, or a chart that breaks down what are some feelings words that are good because sometimes people just don't have the language to put on it. So I find that really helpful for people that didn't ever receive that. Language. I love that. You know, one of the things that I practice, I do a lot of meditation, a lot of, and I, one of the things, uh, meditation reflection that I do is um, actually do a mindful check-in. You know, I, in, in every meeting, I do a mindful check-in usually. I'm like, before we jump into the business of things, how are you doing? Um, let's pray. You know, if I, if I'm not with a secular audience, let's pray. Um, but it, I love that feeling wheel because if you're not, if your feelings are off track and you can't, and especially you mentioned not being able to have the right words, sometimes we don't have the right words and and that's powerful. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. And at what you, off what you were saying about people not tuning into their body, I feel like if we're um, not able to do that, um, then it's going to be, I'm losing my train of thought, but it, it's going to be really hard to, um, to move forward, people are scared to go into their bodies and tune in and and they try to push the feeling aside, I've noticed. Yes. And if we can actually take time to be like, what what is that? Is that that fear or anxiety? 
go towards the feeling and just notice where you feel it in your body. It's that it's as simple as that being mindful of it. And even that will actually bring down the emotion and the, the heaviness and intensity of that. Yeah, so whether that it's anger, anxiety, gave us, and I yeah. think bodies is a part of that, the temple, right. And we just need to under, but you know, we need to understand what those feelings are. We need to understand how those feelings play out in our bodies we need to understand how to um, reflect. Um, is there any, and, and I'm just throwing this out there, but is there any scripture that necessarily helps you or helps, did you find helps you when you, I know there's um, things come to mind with me sometimes when I'm in situations that I, mm -hmm. uh, that I, that I say to keep me on track. Is there any scripture that you use when it comes to being more emotionally intelligent in, in situations um, where you're out of control? That's a great question. I think, I mean, I think there's, there's a lot of scriptures that are really helpful of, in de depending on the situation. I really love to refer people to the Psalms, of course, because that is a feelings vocabulary in itself. And we can, we can actually take the Psalms and pray them from, from an emotional standpoint, it's it's one of the places in scripture where we really can make it personal and take that to the Lord. And I love that. And then um, there are definitely so many good scriptures out there about whether it's anger or anxiety that I always go back to yes. um, to be able, and I mean, I, I guess it just depends on which specific area in the moment that we're talking about. But I, I mean, lately I've just been, been really meditating on, um, for me, the one um, in Isaiah about um, that you'll you'll walk with uh, run with wings like eagles. I'm mixing it up, but that one has been really ministering to me recently. Mm -hmm. And I, I think we all have to have those in our in our moments. Is asking the Lord and reflecting, like Lord, what what truth do you have for me in this moment? Because that is one other thing I've noticed with all of this process is that as we are looking at this and breaking down emotional intelligence in Christ, we need to look at also what are some of the lies that we are believing? Um, mm -hmm. Because typically there is one in the moment. Yes. I have noticed typically there is a lie that is going on, whether it's about myself or about God or about others. And if we can, in that moment, notice what that is and then ask the Holy spirit for his truth, then he will give it. And then we can, we can focus on that. We can meditate on it and hold it in our heart, write it down wherever we need to put it. And it could be scripture. It could be another something. I mean, I definitely, my recent mantra phrase has, has just been um, what will be, will be. And that really helps me when I'm feeling overwhelmed or anxious, yeah. which isn't necessarily scripture, but it's, it's, putting it in God's hands. For sure. Everything was given to us by God. Right. So, yes. you know, I, I agree with you. I think, well, for me, you know, I'm the same way. I, you know, I always, you know, I, I know the scripture, but I will always communicate it, not by, by the promise for everything that's in it the right way, but like, you know, the mind of Christ and, and you know, when Galatians tells us that um, to, you know, uh, this, the spirit of God versus flesh and the Holy spirit makes us uh, opens our awareness and different things, different scriptures. I agree with you. We use different ways and at different times. Um, but I, I, I too love uh, the Psalms. I love Proverbs because Proverbs gives us a lot of, to me, a lot of real 
scenarios that you can think about. Um, but I, I agree, I think, and then just having a phrase, you know, um, uh, you know, there's so much power in, 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 in love and power in just using the right words. Um, and I think we need to have, make it personal, right? We need to make it personal. Absolutely. So, I, I, one I really love too, is just the idea, the scripture of, of, we take every thought captive and make it obey Christ. I feel like that one comes up more than anything for my own life and in my counseling sessions, because so much of it is, that's how change happens and how sanctification occurs is through the renewing of our mind and actually capturing our thought process and yes, making yes. it obey Christ. We need to do that. Renewing of the mind is so important. So Lauren, we have about a minute and I just wanted to give you an opportunity to tell people where they can find you because um, uh, many times um, uh, I know people and me being an expert myself, I know there's a, a need for Christian counselors and um, just if you, I mean, you know, share where they can find you, um, where, you know, that kind of thing, that'd be great. Definitely. So you can find me at laurenmitchellcounseling.com. And I'm regularly posting blogs and resources on there. And if you want to set up a session with me as well or a consult, I also can provide that. So feel free to check me out there. And um, and I'm also on Instagram and some of the other places as well. So feel free to connect with me. I would love to hear from you. And I do work with a lot of expats. So feel free to give me a call or an email and let's connect. That's great. Well, thank you again, Lauren, for being on. And thank you, listeners, for joining us today. Um, we, the founders of Emotional Intelligence Christ, have defined it as um, the activation of the Holy Spirit within you to discern and manage emotions and behaviors in a way that honors God by loving others as God did and does. It helps teach us to lean on God and overcome the battles and struggles we encounter daily to sustain our Christ-like behavior. The goal of the AIC community is simple, just create behavior change to be more like him and like us. So join us for another EIC story and hear how other guests share their experiences using the EIC method. Peace and love to you as you continue to connect hearts in him. Thank you.